Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of First on the Field. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, all of the above. It's the first episode of 2021. I'm so excited to get back to podcasting and be back in a good space to be able to do one of the many things that I love to do. But I'm just going to get right into this episode. This episode is named Drew Who for a reason. Yes, Drew Brees. This episode is mostly about my experience working with the Saints over the summer as an athletic training intern. So stay tuned to hear about this little story and my experience. So in October of 2020, I was offered the position to work as an athletic training intern by the head athletic trainer at the Saints. I mean, not the Saints, at LSU, who is really good friends with the head athletic trainers at the Saints. So I was offered it. It was a blessing. Honestly, it dropped in my lap. I didn't apply yet. I had 15 applications ready to get sent out before my boss asked me if I wanted to work it. And I immediately said yes. I was so excited. Around that time, so probably actually it was close. It was October 2019, probably because COVID hadn't hit yet. So in March, COVID hit. We got sent home. It was really a toss up on whether or not we were going to be able to work. As interns, just because some some teams are canceling, some teams are holding off, but the Saints ultimately decided to have us as interns, which we were so excited about. I was so excited to go back and really experience what this was because an NFL internship is such a big thing in athletic training, and it was something that I thought was going to be the stepping stone to my dream and always working in the NFL. And that changed a bit at the end of it, not in a negative way, but... I'm so glad I had the experience and I just I just knew that this was this was such a big thing for me to do. It was something that I'd always wanted to do. So I'm so I was so excited to do it. So in June, middle of June, we got to New Orleans and we got to our hotel and everything. It was great. Met a couple people. The people that we worked with, there were originally, I believe, six, seven or eight of us. Um, we had two people that were graduating one doctorate PT and the rest of us were either in school or finishing our last year of school they had just finished their last year of school everyone was pretty cool when we started it was basically like new new job jitters is the best way to describe it we didn't really know what to expect um our first day there we had to get the deep nasal COVID test which we were (laughs) at first really worried about but that turned into us getting daily nasal swabs for COVID testing, so it really became nothing. So once we get to the facility in our first couple of days, those first days were spent away from the facility just for COVID testing and safety precautions, but our first week there honestly was so dead because there were no athletes there. Rookies hadn't showed up, vets hadn't showed up. The only people that were there were injured players from surgeries or the season that had just finished. So most of our days were spent moving power, moving Gatorade, moving powder, moving water, um, cleaning things. Like we moved an insane amount of cases of water and Powerade in that first week. Just literally just hours and hours of just moving, <laughs> moving cases of water. We probably built like four or five pallets of water and filled an entire shed with small Gatorades, big Gatorades, all of the above which you do a lot of team bonding when you're literally just passing hundreds of cases of Gatorade for three, four days. Um, When we weren't passing, when we weren't stocking Gatorade, we were inside mostly shadowing with the rehabs for the first couple weeks just to see what it was like because they were so different. 
um, from anything we had seen. A couple of us came from D3 schools, D1 schools, and somewhere in between. So just to see how the athletic trainers at the Saints worked in a rehab was so awesome to see from being able to have them from the moment of their injury all the way past the strength and conditioning phase, which is in the college setting. Usually once in the college setting, we get them up to being able to go back to conditioning and strength. Strength workouts, we, we honestly leave that to the strength conditioning coach for the most part that know their limitations, but they take over their conditioning and strength um, and like weight room workouts. Whereas with the Saints, they have their weight room workouts. They plan out everything, which gives them so much more control and being able to really be hands-on with that injury and being able to keep them um, on track the way they're supposed to. So yeah, after the first week or two, honestly, it was the first like two weeks was that. (laughs) It was honestly quite boring. We would get there at probably 8 a.m. and we would leave at like five or six. On some days, the facility would be closed for like cleaning, which was like spoiling us in the beginning. But those two weeks were probably the easiest of the weeks. We were kind of like, I was kind of afraid that it would be this boring because I didn't want six weeks of just like standing But that quickly turned around. So the rookies get there, and they we have to immediately start COVID testing. So our responsibility was to get every athlete checked in and make sure they were taking their COVID tests, make sure they had their thermometers to take home, and we gave them a little care package to take home with them to take to the hotel where they would be staying. So in this, this is where Jasmine makes a fool of herself in every situation. Um, This is where my title comes from. So we're checking in athletes. It's my shift to work the table. And it's literally like, hey, your name, last name, cool, you're good, go ahead in. So my boss's boss (laughs) um, is walking with a man that has a mask on and a hat. The hat is very low. The mask is very high. That is my reasoning. I'm sticking to it. That's my story. So he walks in. He walks up to our table. And I'm looking down at my sheet, and I look up, and Bo is the sports medicine director. He's walking up with Drew Brees at the time. And Bo is like, oh, okay, you can go ahead and check Drew in. And I look at the paper, and I look up at Drew Brees, and I'm like, last name? And he was like, Brees. And I was like, oh. (laughs) I was like, you're good. I literally didn't say anything else to him. I just looked back at my paper, and it didn't look back up. I just knew that, like, I was the, I, I j- listen, I make a fool of myself in some way. In my defense, I couldn't tell who he was. His mask was just about at his under eyes, and his hat was below his eyebrows. Again, I didn't watch the scenes like that. I don't know Drew Brees' voice. I didn't know his face. I made a fool of myself in front of my boss's boss. So we're walking down the hallway, and Drew Brees is nowhere to be found. I don't see him at all, but my boss's boss... Bo is walking down the hallway in the opposite way of me, and the first thing he says to me, he looks at me, and he says, Drew who? So, <laughs> uh, Jasmine asked Drew Brees his last name as if she didn't know he existed. So, you know, it's fine. Whatever. That was in the first week. <laughs> that is what happened. One of my definitely funniest stories from being with the Saints. So, in that, so moving on to the third week, um, that's when things started to ramp up because we were starting to have you know, walkthroughs, we had the athletes there. So most of our days, like we would we would wake up at 4.30 to get there by like 4.45, 5, um, get COVID tested by 5. We would get free breakfast every morning, eat breakfast, open up the training room, which consisted of like 
filling the tubs, um, making ice bags, making sure the Pedialyte fridges were full, all machines are on, you know, all of our things are stocked, tables cleaned, things like that, just getting the training room ready and open. The athletic trainers would be doing paperwork or meetings, all of the above, um, in the mornings. And then we would take shifts on doing the COVID table to check in athletes. After that, we would either have appointments to take to, especially on our physical day, um, we had so many appointments. We were literally chauffeurs for the entire day, just driving back and forth from MRIs, x-rays, all of the above, just to make sure the athletes were okay and like at their best potential. And that's kind of how our days went every single day until we started doing practice and indoor walkthroughs. So those days, that's when it really became like, that was when the hard work kicked in. Like when practice started, there was a we had to set up like I think eight or nine wagons around the field and because of COVID we couldn't use bottles like we like every other team had used in the past we had to use strictly bottles so we had bottles of Gatorade cans of Gatorade and like small bottles of water so we had to figure out a way to hold all of these because because of course you can't hold them in your hands so we went through putting them in racks we went through putting them in like Yeti coolers we came to the best idea of putting them into cooler backpacks and (laughs) tying a trash bag to us honestly which it did there were some kinks but we definitely made it work between like straps breaking things leaking onto our backs but at the end of the day that was definitely um our best option and that was one thing we had to adapt to for covid just having to deal with like opening bottles for guys and like making sure they can get in time if they're coming out from a play or all of the above. But the hard work really didn't stop. It kind of felt like we were back at LSU football, quite honestly. Like me and my partner that I work with right now, we just ran all day. Like if you don't know anything, just run. And that's kind of what made us reliable. We were also like fortunate to be from around baton rouge and work in baton rouge so when we had guys that had to get surgery we were the ones that took them to surgery and like cared for them while they were there and brought them back to new orleans um they gave us a lot of trust compared to other nfl internships that i've heard which i loved so much because it was literally like an athlete comes in and treat him up like if he needs this whatever he needs we were going to do being that it wasn't like something that was out of our practice or out of like things that we actually shouldn't do but as far as rehabs Everyone had their folders. You pick up a rehab and you go through it with the athlete, and that's how you get to know them. I stretched out so many 300-plus-pound men, but that's how you like you get to know them and get to know that they're normal people. My favorite thing was no, was getting to know them as people and not as just athletes, and we would talk about things like going to Rolling Loud or um, just going to festivals. And for someone with as much money as they have to say that Rolling Loud was expensive— <laughs> And my friends had gone to Rolling Loud. It was just something we could connect on and really be just people and not be these million-dollar athletes for once. Like in the training room, they would just be people, and they would just talk all the time. So that lasted. We were working about 16- to 18-hour days for the next three, four weeks, which was absolutely exhausting. Um, Unfortunately, in the middle of our internship, they sent half of our group home because they were, there was an issue with how many people were in our tier, so they had to reduce some people, and that's another way COVID affected our internship, um, that half of our people ended up having to get sent home halfway through the internship, which sucked so much, especially for the great people that they were um, that deserved to be there. 
they will hopefully be back this year and be able to get that experience that we had, hopefully better with everything under control with COVID, hopefully by the summer. Yeah, that was that was another way that our, our experience was affected by COVID, that people's internship got cut short because there were too many people in our tier. And we kind of got, we, we felt, it kind of felt like we learned what it was like to be an athlete for an NFL team because one minute you're there and the next minute people are making decisions about you behind closed doors and all you know is in the next hour you're getting sent back home to um, people. There was a company from Purdue. Um, there was They weren't from Louisiana. So to get flown back home within the next couple hours or the next morning really sucked but that that was one thing that COVID had and I think that was that was that really made us feel like we were one of the athletes and that's how it felt to be an athlete in the NFL but through that there were some times that were really hard honestly there were times that I wanted to go home and it was nothing of the the internship itself it was a matter of working with difficult people and working in difficult situations but that's what you have to do in athletic training and it was so great to learn from each and every one of the athletic trainers. They gave something different. Each athletic trainer gave something different at the Saints from the head athletic trainer, Sean. Um, he had just been there for months. And he was in the process of, you know, working, adapting to what the Saints were and how the Saints worked and how their sports medicine faculty worked. Um, but he was so keen on teaching us how to do things that we'd never done or getting us in contact with people that could help us further our career or just being there to talk and being there to be honest with us about the reality of how we worked or the reality of how it was in the in the professional world. From Bo, he taught us so many things, especially me and the guy that I work with at baseball right now. He taught us so many things about active releases and a whole system for our pitchers and throwers that would be so good for them. Um, we learned about dry needling and got so hands-on with that and being able to really see how it worked and the thought process behind dry needling. Um, it was kind of like a personal education session of it. We had people, like some of the athletic trainers were just hilarious. They just gave a good time. They made it not so intimidating because you are in a professional setting and the athletes were the same way they never made us feel intimidated but the athletic trainers there were so good about making it feel like a space where we belonged and where we should learn and where we should ask questions they were just so great and they gave us so much leniency and gave us so much autonomy for for being at for being an intern I appreciated that so much and each of them gave me something that I could take home with me and that that would make me a better athletic trainer, and I could never repay them for that. And I'm so excited that I'm so appreciative of that experience and getting to know them and being in contact with these people that work in this facility and work for this team. By the end of my internship, I was dead. Um, <laughs> um, I missed the first week of school to finish out my internship, which was a good and bad decision, honestly. That's a whole different story about how I was burnt out in my first semester of my senior year. But after my internship, I received a call um, from Ben Stolberg, who is another athletic trainer there, that let me know that I had received the Women in Minority Ethics scholarship from PFADS, which I was so honored to be a part of. I didn't know that it worked like that. I just knew that you applied, and I thought that you got it before the internship season. I actually received it after, and I was so honored. That was the second award that I received through athletic training, which just... Honestly, it makes you feel good and makes you 
like realize that you belong here and someone sees that you do great work, even though sometimes it felt like I didn't want to be there, honestly, because of I was burnt out or I was tired. And that's the reality of it. Like you burn out, like you feel tired and the the cupcake phase of working with an NFL team wears off very quickly when you work off when you work from 4 30 a.m until like 9 p.m that wears off and it's just pure hard work at that point and it's pure just just being <laughs> one of my old athletic trainers to say just being a dog like just being able to do that work and being able to show that you're a hard worker and you'll do anything to get where it needs to be and to make this system work the way it should. So after my internship, I before my internship, well, I thought I was going to be the first black female athlete, head athletic trainer in the NFL. Um, that quickly changed <laughs> just because the, the work-life balance isn't there. There's, there's no room for work-life balance really because it's such a demanding job. And although it is really rewarding, there, there's, it's just not a sustainable thing for me, at least the way I want my life to be. I watched like people have to like FaceTime their kids every day or we were in a bubble. So they were away from their family for, for a period of time. Or, you know, you just you work from 430 to nine. You don't have anything. We work seven days a week. Like you don't have an off day, especially during camp season. Um, I'd heard that off season is a little bit better, but that is still a part of your life every day. Like I said, that's still a part of your life every day and you can't just count out camp season because there is just it's just so tiring. Like it's a fun time, but it is really it is hard work. It is really tiring and it takes a toll on you, quite honestly. So that dream uh my dream changed a bit after my NFL internship. I really thought I was going to be in the NFL, but then learning about what it is and being in it, experiencing it, I just learned that I didn't want to do it at the athletic training level. Now, if I could be a PA and still be in a training room, I absolutely would work for the NFL. But as far as the the life that I want outside of work, it doesn't really fit that well, and I'm okay with that, but I'm so glad that I got the experience. I'm so glad that I got to work with the people that I worked with. I got to know them. I got to be in that space. I would never give that up. I would never, I don't regret ever doing it. I would never exchange that experience for anything. I loved being at the Saints. I absolutely loved it. It just, I just decided that the NFL wasn't for me and that's okay. I hate change a lot of times. I don't like big changes in my life, but I learned that it was okay and it was okay to go slightly a different route. And if I end up back in the, in the professional world at a different time, great great for me but as far as the athletic training level (laughs) I wouldn't do it it's it's a hard no for me it's a pass but I love athletic training and I I, like I said I absolutely loved that experience and to anyone that wants to do an NFL internship I highly encourage you to do it quite honestly I highly encourage you to do it with the Saints because there are different experiences at different teams and Honestly, the Saints is run by such a caring staff from the athletic trainers all the way up to the general managers. Like when I tell you these people care and these people are nice and these people will make you feel as though you're not just an intern, which you can feel like sometimes, especially coming from places like a D1 where you a lot of times feel like you're just free labor at some point. They really made you feel like you were a part of the team and they let you know that you were genuinely a part of the team. You make this camp season work as well as it does. Um, we got many compliments over the 
over the camp season, which really made us like keep going, keep working hard because people are noticing. We didn't even think people noticed us at all, but there were people like the assistant general manager that noticed what we were doing and mentioned that we were some of the best that they'd had, which is such an honor to just work hard enough to, you know, show people above you that you really want this for, you really are a great athletic trainer. You can really be a great athletic trainer. So that was my Drew Who um, New Orleans Saints athletic training internship story. Um, I hope you got a little bit of insight from it. Quite honestly, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to do an NFL internship, please do it, do it, do it, do it. You'll never know until you try. And it's a great experience to have whether you want to go in the NFL or not. Do it, do it, do it. It's such a great thing to do. It's only six weeks. You'll make it, I promise. If it's something you want to do, again, I strongly encourage you to do it. So thank you guys for watching this episode. Watching? Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, Currently, we have 300 listens on this podcast. I'm so excited for where I can go this year. I'm going to podcast consistently, you guys. I promise. Follow me on Twitter, which is first on the field, um, and on Instagram, which is first OT field. So thank you guys for listening again. Make sure you tune in for the next episode and share this with your friends. Bye, guys.